What's up, WizKids? Jamal K. Davis here with Zach Rosen and Jeremy Hyman for Off the Bench. We are on the road, and joining us now is the greatness that is Dave Johnson, <laughs> the Wizards radio broadcast, and some, which we will get into later, because we always say that Dave Johnson is the hardest working man in show business, at least in the DMV area. Well, you see, uh, you hear that intro, that means I'm not getting paid for this. Yeah. I understand, I understand <laughs> where he, he's going with this. He's going to set me up and say greatness, and he's just a terrific guy. And by the way, if you're expecting a check in the mail, just keep watching your post box because <laughs> it's not coming. So I know where you're going with that. So just, just continue on. But lunch, thank you. We thank got you. lunch cover for you, Dave. No, at I least can't we wait. Can do that. The, that sub sandwich just looks so good. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so the Wizards lost game three to the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, it was not a very good game, unfortunately, but they have another one coming up soon. Uh, so we're really, we want to look forward to game four, but uh, let's talk about first that loss to Atlanta, 116 to 98. Uh, Dave, what were your thoughts uh, going into that game and, you know, I guess maybe your level of disappointment with their end results. Well, I think we're all, we're all disappointed and it's it's a, a level because you feel like it's an opportunity lost and may, maybe it's because such a fresh memory of just two years ago uh, sweeping Toronto uh, in the first round. And, and also I, I think the confidence in my belief that the Wizards are a better team. So uh, I think there was a real opportunity to, to not give any, allow any doubt to that. Uh, on Saturday and uh, unfortunately the Wizards did revert back to something that you know happened in the regular season where we're missing shots would, would, would impact your defense and there's there's no question with the way the Wizards were shooting when you open you know whatever it was three of 15 or uh, you're going to be behind you're going to be trailing but you don't need to be trailing 25 and I think that's that's a key in an NBA game that okay your shots are not going but you need to compete defensively and manage it so you can get to, to halftime uh, and you're only down eight or down six, and it's still very much a game. I mean, you don't want a situation which happened with, as people tweeted us at Dave J Sports at GC Talks and use the hashtag Radio Party. <laughs> shout out, party. Plug, shout plug, out plug. to the Radio Party. But, but people were tweeting this uh, in the first quarter. Well, the, the Cavaliers did it to the Pacers yeah. the other night. Well, the, yeah. the problem with that scenario that was the first time ever in NBA playoff history the Cavaliers rallied from uh, our team rallied from 25 down at halftime. So uh, you're not looking to make history. You're just looking to compete and win basketball games. And in fairness to the Wizards, I think it's it's this the Wizards team had won five straight against the Hawks if you go back to the regular season. And I don't know if it's it's law of averages. There's a lot of people that are they're smarter than I, but I, I just think it's hard to win six straight games over whatever period of time against the same team. It's hard. It's hard to sweep a team, let alone forget regular season. I mean, it's just in a four or five series, you're not going to have that many sweeps, let alone in the whole playoffs. Just go around the league. There's just all the teams that were up 2-0. I think the Cavs were the only one that that made it 3-0. Mm -hmm. um, it's just that's how the playoffs are. You, you, it's a series. It's a seven game series. You go back and forth. Each team. I mean, the Hawks aren't a bad team. It's not like the Wizards came out as this overwhelming yeah. favorite. They're supposed to blow this team out every game. I mean, they. It's a good team. The Hawks have an all-star in Millsap who was good. Dennis Schroeder was really good. I mean, they played in front of their home crowd. They were the desperate team. They played like it. They came out. They punched the Wizards first, which we kind of expected. Um, we didn't think the Wizards, like Dave said, were going to fall behind by 20-something points in the first quarter. But, um, you know, that, that'll happen. And we just talked to, um, you know, the, some of the players, and they said the same thing after the game about, you know, they – they expected the Hawks to give them their best, and they did. And now 
it's now it's responding. Now it's getting ready for the next game, game four, which will be the Wizards a really good opportunity to take a three one stranglehold on the series, which is uh you know, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but you don't lose too many series when you're up three one. Although oh, yeah. although the Warriors. although <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't wanna say that too loud with uh with Golden State around. A weird stat. Atlanta scored twenty six points in the second, third and fourth quarter. I don't know. I like looking at even numbers. And if anybody seen my crazy odds and ends tweet <laughs> or odd even Sponsored tweet. by Beats by Brad. <laughs> yeah, Beats by Brad. Zach, what did you see uh, from this team that's a positive that could go into game four? I thought Brandon Jennings, who will be on this pod today, was a, a big positive. I think he's played two great back-to-backs. And besides him, John Wall clearly had one of his best offensive games in a while. 27 points in 31 minutes, 10 of 12 from the field. Really could get whatever he wanted on offense, but he wasn't getting a lot of help. He had seven assists, but it probably could have been 12 if some shots fell. Um, so I think offensively they they were pretty good. I mean, some shots weren't falling that usually do, and they had the spacing and the looks. So from what we, we just gathered talking to some of the players, Anato said, we're not worried about our offense. It's our defense that we need to lock in because we're going to win because of our defense, most likely. Dave, how exciting is it for you? Okay, wait. Uh, it's been 20 years, right? Is this 20 or yeah. this is 19? <laughs> Do I look that, that old? No, it's 20. it's 20. I mean, yeah, 20, yeah, 20 this years, is it, yeah. right? Okay, That's so right. I, 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 I've... I is that a shot? It. I've been around? Yes, I've been around yes. a long time. The dinosaurs <laughs> roamed the earth as <laughs> I started calling games. <laughs> Tyrannosaurus Rex was my first broadcast party. It was the Raptors, of, and the Raptors weren't even a team no, when the they Raptors started. How do you like that? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. In fact, they didn't use a round ball back then, but it's changed. The game has evolved. But, but yes, I really blew it because I said this morning I was going to bring a cupcake to celebrate the 20th anniversary yeah, of Dave yeah, Johnson calling right. game. Yeah, 20, 20 years, yes. You've yeah. seen every scenario, every good team, bad team. What does this team have? that is similar to some of the dynamic teams that were in the playoffs? Well, I think what it does have that, that it has, and this is not a, a negative against any previous Wizards playoff teams, and granted there have not been a lot in, 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 my, in my time, but uh, there, there is a, a confidence. There is a, a real air, and you see it in, a, in a, uh, the Bradley Beal of today versus the Bradley Beal of, of, of two years ago, and I, I think that's – you know the stat we love to talk about, but it is an impressive one. It's a, it's a in some ways a negative, but when you have 17 games where you're down by double digits and you come back to, to win, there is an error that all right we're gonna we're gonna figure this out and, and we're gonna compete. What what was evident on Saturday that you can't get a double digit 20 point deficit in the first quarter and come back in mm-hmm. the playoffs. That that's not gonna happen. So I think what this team has is is a real belief uh, from one to 15, and that starts with with the head coach uh, Scott Brooks. Uh, and, I, and I think about the, the, the first day of training camp in, in Richmond, and as he talked about uh, the importance of everyone always being involved in the game, and that includes mm-hmm. the players that aren't playing. And people have said to me, have come up and said, We've, we have to have, the Wizards have to have the most active bench in the game in terms of just what they're doing during the course of a game and, and how engaged they are are supporting uh, their, their teammates. So I think it's little intangibles like that, little nuances like that that, that – you know, it's how you get 49 wins in a season because it's it's a, it, an NBA season is always going to be a difficult journey filled with challenges, whether it's schedule, whether it's health or otherwise, and you're going to need that collective belief. And, and I think this is a team that, that does have it, and this is a team 
that you know even after let's face it getting chased out of the gym in, in atlanta on saturday mm-hmm. uh if you watch how they behave at practice today they they truly believe that they they have what it takes to 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 do what's necessary on monday and i do believe it is necessary because if you were going to you know write a perfect script and there never is in the playoffs if you're going to lose one of the two games here uh, you almost would have rather have done it on on monday and and, yeah. and 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 already have game three in the bag but that's that's not the the sequence but this is a confident team this is a smart team and you know it's led by a head coach scott brooks that has pushed all the right buttons and that includes knowing when to uh caress this team and also knowing when to to lay down the law with this team you think there's more pressure on the wizards or hawks jeremy for game four, yeah, the, uh, I don't know. That's just that's all. I don't know. Wizards. I, I love asking. I say wizards. Wizards. I not love to asking Jeremy's your, question because Jeremy doesn't like doing wizards. that kind of stuff. I would say, I say there are two different ways, but the wizards need it more. I would say. I uh, I don't think so. I mean, I think the wizards, the Hawks are home. I mean, the Hawks. If you don't win Game Four at home, you're down three-one. Face going back yeah. to it, Washington. I mean, not the series is over, but. Very rarely are you ever winning a series going back to to a opposing city down three one. It just doesn't happen that often. But um, I don't know. I think there's definitely pressure. There's some pressure on the Wizards as well in that you don't. You know, you had the two zero lead. You don't want to see the. Um, you don't want to see the series get tied up, and then you know because then game five comes. Then I'd say now the pressure goes back to the Wizards where yeah. you're in a you know. You don't have the lead anymore. It's you're back. You're basically you're back to the you're tied. It's a best of three now, mm-hmm. and that's when I'd say the pressure. You might start feeling it for the Wizards, but I think still in Game Four, I think it's still on the Hawks to protect their home court. And I think you know I I don't you know all the mindset games that people play. I I thought that maybe though because the Wizards got blown out in like they did in Game Three, that maybe that's a blessing that it was a blowout so they come out kind of ticked off in game four and maybe they jump on the hawks early but you, you just never know that stuff you kind of have to feel all that stuff out in a playoff series hey, maybe pressure is the wrong word maybe responsibility i, I think if, okay. if if i believe and i think the wizards should believe they're the better team so i i think there's a responsibility to show it in game four yeah and i think one thing to take away from game three is the Hawks shot and played their best game of the series, the same game that the Wizards played their worst, arguably. And that can kind of be a positive that it all happened in one game versus being spread out between a couple. Um, I don't think the Hawks are going to shoot like that again in the series. I mean, they hit more threes in the first quarter than they did in all of game two. So that goes to show you when shots are falling, (laughs) things are better. But uh, I think, the short-term pressure is there on the Hawks and then the long-term pressure is on the Wizards because they would rather this series go five and be ready for the next round, which isn't the greatest mentality, but like Dave's saying, they believe and they are the better team. So we should take care of business quicker, but you, you're going to win. You're going to take your wins when you can take them. But you need to show it. You yeah. need to show it. And I think it may be why well, I use the word responsibility again. I think there's a responsibility to show it after, uh, as as Jeremy said, as I said, it, it is hard to sweep a team, and you, and it's not gonna. Uh, so you accept that, which you, you know, I don't think the Wizards accept. You don't accept the way the loss happened on Saturday, yeah. and so that's why it amps up the responsibility. Okay, you know, we lost one game, but uh, the way we lost, uh, that wasn't good, 
and that's that's not Wizards basketball. That's not a team that had 49 wins. So you, you need to get back the responsibility of showing what you are about. All right, Dave. Everybody, we know you, uh, what you're about, so to speak. About <laughs> You are everywhere, Dave. So we want to talk a little bit about Dave Johnson. What is a, uh, not just a typical day for you, but there was my brother also follows your career too. And uh, it was after the last home game of the season or game one, you were coming off of calling a D.C. United game, and then you did a Wizards game, and then later that night, or maybe it was game one, Maybe it was game one. You were coming off a of DC night. Then you did game one. Then you went to Comcast Sportsnet and did the sportscast there at night. Or Channel 4, excuse me. How can you keep it all together? Because we know you. Because obviously you can. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. Run it so. on Duncan and Papa John's Pizza as a it's radio party. There were other the uh, heightened insecurity and paranoia is, is a great uh, uh, motivator. And so it's served me well for a, a long time. But I, lo I, I do love what I do. I do love what I do. This is what uh, I always wanted to do. So when people give me opportunities to 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 do it, I, I tend to say yes. And and so from that standpoint, I'm, I'm very blessed to be a part of this franchise for uh, 20 years for DC United, as you talked about, for 22 seasons now. Um, it, it's been more than 20 years at WTOP. So it's it's uh, a, a lot of good relationships, relationships, and a lot of good people. So. Uh, it's easy to say yes when, when you're doing what you always wanted to do. And uh, uh, so you look at it as a, as a great opportunity. They, they, I won't lie, the lack of sleep sometimes. I, I think, you know, uh, why did I say yes? But I, I, yeah. I, I, uh, but I know why. I, I enjoy it. Addicted to sports. Who, well, I, I guess we all are to an well, extent, right? Addicted to, well, yeah, it's, it's a... Addiction is the right no, word, but yeah. addicted to sports. Right. Kind of well, and, and it's a good environment. Uh, yeah. and, and look, you know, we're, it's even like today, we're, you know, hanging out in a, in a room that probably doesn't even belong to us, and we're discussing <laughs> uh, playoff basketball, and, and uh, it, that's not a bad thing. So, uh, it's just, it's, uh, this is my true passion, and, and so I follow it in that, re that regard. We're on the campus of Georgia Tech in their NBA Players Lounge. There's a Will Bynum... Washington Wizards jersey hanging up on the wall with a Chris Boss, Derek Favors, Amon Shumpert, Jarrett Jack, Thaddeus Young, and Anthony Morrow. Good and job, Jamoke. USA basketball jerseys for Mark Price and Chris Bosch. Uh, so, okay, so there's a, uh, an enjoyment of sports. You've been doing it for 20 years, which means that on the anniversary, April 30th, was your f the first time you called a Bullets playoff game 1997 against the Bulls. Down, bull, bullets were down 0-2 to the Bulls. Um, there's also going to be a, a nice little roundtable discussion on Monumental Sports Network coming out soon around that date. But can you reflect on that playoff series? Michael Jordan, who was on the Bulls at the time, called the Bullets the, the future of the NBA. What do you remember about that time? And obviously not only was that the last playoff game, but that was also the beginning of the groundbreaking of building the MCI Center. It was a transform transformational time in our city. Uh, it was even beyond that. I, I remember just the excitement. It was, yes, it was significant. The, the Bullets, that team uh, that year made the, made the playoffs and, and were, were challenging Michael Jordan and the, and the Chicago Bulls at, at the height of their second run of titles. Um, but it was also... You have to put it into the context of what was what was going on in 1997, and and so now there was at that time the uh, the talk of you know we're going to move to downtown Washington D.C., which was the original goal 
of, of the team owner at the time, a Poland way back in, in the 1970s. And, mm -hmm. and, and it couldn't at that time get it done. And the result was the Capital Center in, in Landover, Maryland. But uh, there was a talk of, of moving uh, to downtown Washington, D.C. What you have to understand at, at that point, as, as people listening to this, if you're out and about in Washington, D.C., and, and all the trendy and hot and hip neighborhoods, and, and as you go to an event at Verizon Center, if you're just in that area and you're having theater and restaurants and a convention, none of that was there. And so this was a bold step, um, not only for the team, but for the city. Uh, this is not far removed from uh, Washington, D.C. being the punchline of so many jokes because of trouble in the city. Uh, and so now it's, it's a, a bold move in a sense of, uh, okay, we're going to put an arena downtown and we're going to move into the city, which we call our name, the, the Washington Bullets, and then become the Washington Wizards. So there was all this energy from the move, uh, the playoffs, uh, maybe the greatest basketball player of all time, Michael Jordan, saying this is the, the team of the future, to uh, the excitement over the, over the name change mm -hmm. to the Washington Wizards. So it was just a confluence of, of several events going on at the same time that, that created an energy that had not been, had not been in Washington, D.C. And, and it started a renaissance in downtown Washington, D.C. and in the nation's capital that continues to this day. And I, I would submit to you that had the, the Wizards and, and Verizon Center not be created in downtown D.C., we wouldn't be talking about Curly W's and the Washington Nationals and all the other things that have happened since. So I, I think the, the year 1997, while that playoff series ended in disappointment and losing the Chicago Bulls, uh, the hope that existed carries on today. Oh, that's, that's fair, and that's that – way before my time with the Wizards so I always just hear <laughs> hear the stories of the uh of when the team moved and then moved into Verizon Center or what was it MCI, MCI Center, Center at first um but uh, that's that's all I I love hearing all that all you know go ahead and stuff. say it old I didn't yeah, I didn't want to say the, so I like, I like <laughs> the history of how old. how things happened and just sort of what it did for Chinatown and sort of the downtown area which well, the whole city the whole city yeah. yeah and I think that's you know I, I'm a big city guy so I love I love that stuff right. and I love to see because I love spending time in the city and you know walking around the cities and to see that it was you know the wizards moving in how they just kind of built up this whole neighborhood into this new center and now what we yeah. see you know what current day chinatown is it's just a great you know great area for people to come in and you can you know go to a game but you can go out after you can go to have dinner anywhere around the green there turtle like the valor <laughs> <laughs> yes you can go to the turtle which is of course below verizon center on the first floor another sponsor but another uh, sponsor but we're yeah. getting them all in we're yeah. getting them all Jamal, in. you're good at that <laughs> but i'm I, I think that's great and I love the teams because you know we I you know we travel to every every city for all these games and some of the teams they play you know way out in the it's it's becoming less and less it's yeah. more teams Shoot, like the Braves here Moved, yeah they were at Turner Field which was close by and now they're way out in Cobb County yeah but like you know what just like Sacramento how they just moved into the city you know with their new arena Detroit it, we just played the last yeah. game at the Palace they were out in the middle of Auburn Hills which was felt like the middle of nowhere out there yeah. and now they're moving into the city so I I think teams are trying to be you know, go towards that trend of becoming, um, you know, city, city, city teams. It's all about embracing the city, embracing the state for some of these yeah. smaller 
areas like Sacramento, Milwaukee's about to get a new stadium. Um, here in Atlanta, who knows when what they'll do in the future. But the you know as we're talking about sports, is our passion. Sports and these teams are just part of the culture now. I think way more than they used to be of some of these cities and giving identity. And hopefully that's something the Wizards can become really yeah. again in D.C. How how is as we sit here in Atlanta? How has travel changed? Over the years, for you, Dave, uh, more as we as we were talking off off uh, air or off recording device <laughs> about how there are a lot more people in the traveling party, and what were the players like, and maybe some of your favorite memories or favorite players over the years. Well, I mean, the first time I ever uh, filled in doing Washington Bullets games, we were still traveling commercial, or, or we were starting. To, we were doing at the time a commercial you know, hybrid type thing. I, I remember, um, uh, you know, there was a situation where I called a, a Bullets game in, in Hartford and we flew up to Hartford, Connecticut uh, because we were playing the Boston Celtics. They were, they, were, they were creating the new arena in Boston at the time, so they were playing their games in Hartford. And, and it was a big deal for the team then was going to charter from Hartford to, to Milwaukee, but it was not chartering uh, every game. Of course, now every, everything is done with, with charter travel. But you know, once upon a time, um, it was it was less sophisticated in, in in so many ways. They, you know, you had a head coach, maybe two assistant coaches. Uh, I think when I started doing this, and now, uh, you know, I think you, it's more specialized in the assistant coaching, the nutrition, and sports science, and video, and and, and all those things have now developed into the separate disciplines. And, and as a result, you have people that are specializing that. And so now, the, the traveling party continues to grow. Um, so it's a much different, you know, size of traveling party and, and dynamic. But that just, you know, that that speaks to the, uh, you know, the, the, when you, the growth of the NBA and 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 the, and the Wizards. And and again, the NBA on the on the sports landscape is, you know, is relatively young. I, what are we talking? I can't do the math quick enough. Sixty, seventy years, and yeah. it's, it's not baseball that's got a hundred and some years or whatever. Right, right. So, uh, and and really, you know, the the strength of, of basketball. Uh, as as a real dominant force on the American uh, sports landscape, um, is, is more a thirty year phenomena. It, it, it had its you know successes, but also you know it, it, it struggles through the the fifties and sixties and and seventies. Yes, there were great players during all that period of time, where it's Bill Russell or Will Chamberlain, but. You know, there were franchises. You get five thousand or six thousand a game, and mm -hmm. even as as the Magic Johnson, Larry Bird era started, if you look back at those numbers, you know, crowds used to you know come out for sellouts when Magic and Larry came, but then the crowds would dip. But yeah. the popularity of the game started to to grow and and really explode, and and it continues to go from strength to strength. So I think it's, uh, you know, we've seen. In my period of time, 20 years, and, and I, I first filled in doing a Bullets game in 1990, so it's 20-some years now that I'm, I've been directly uh, connected with the franchise in some way. Um, it, it's also that that is at the same period of time as, as this game just continued to grow. I don't think we could imagine watching an NBA Finals on tape delay yeah, in, no, in this, in this is, day and age. We did, no, it's, it, it, well, which was 78 in, in that period of time, and it was – but that's part of uh, any sports, you know, journey. I mean, hockey is 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 now you know surging more in, in popularity, but it certainly yeah. you know had false dawns and false starts. I mean, in the early early seventies, you know, hockey went through an expansion. I'm getting way off topic here, and I apologize. No, no, but it, no, it just I had it's you know you have the NBC game of the week, and they were on major network television in the early seventies, and they thought, all right, this is 
you know, hockey is going to take off and we're going to create a cartoon character, Peter the Puck. And, and, Peter and, the Puck. and, uh, and then it, it, did, it faded from the national television landscape. And, and uh, you know, there was a team here in Atlanta at the time, the Flames, Ended up going I was out of the Thrashers. Uh, well, no, it see, this goes way back. Right, so, so, flames. Flames so this was part of the expansion of the seventies that had the Atlanta Flames, and uh, they ended up moving to Calgary. Of course, they're still the Calgary Flames. So um, burnt out here in Atlanta. You know, it, it, yeah, <laughs> they did burn out here in Atlanta. But establishing, you know, uh, sports. We we live in a country that that has so many interests and so many passions. To to get on people's radar, uh, you know, you you have to you know, have a significant reason. And, and fortunately, the game of basketball is great, and then the stars are even better. And, and that's why we're, we're continuing. And there are always periods of time, well, can basketball survive post-Jordan, post, um, I'm sorry, post-Magic John, Johnson, yeah. post-Larry Bird? Yeah. Can, yeah, oh, post oh, what's going to happen now that post-Jordan? And, and it continues to, to survive and thrive. But, but the genesis of that anxiety is based on the fact that, that once upon a time, uh, you know, in the '70s, uh, you know, five, six thousand average crowds were were more commonplace. How are the athletes different from the NBA players you follow around and travel with versus the DC United soccer, and and maybe the fan base too? How is it different, and you having to wear two different hats and keep up with all of the teams? Yeah, I, the, I think uh, you know probably the only difference is maybe the 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 salaries that, that, that the soccer players make versus the basketball players make because I think what uh, for the for the basketball players or the Wizards who, who you know earn uh, enormous amounts of money and should based on the amount of money that, that's that's directing in, in, in NBA uh, revenue um, but yet as we know as we all spend time with them how they're they're normal thinking about you know what what sandwich I'm going to have for lunch or, or <laughs> yeah. we, we talk about kids or whoever whatever the circumstance may be, and it, and it's what you respect is is that these are uh, whether it's major league soccer athletes for DC United uh, and there's 22 teams in Lat League and there's you know 30 NBA teams, you, you know you're if you're in one of these professional leagues you're you're an elite athlete and you've mm -hmm. accomplished so much as we sit here on a college campus it, it's an amazing. And Jeremy's the smartest guy in the room, probably has the numbers on this, but he could probably explain the, 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 the odds, the odds of, of being a Division One college athlete is, yeah. is so small. I was a Division One college athlete. Coppin State water tennis, polo tennis, tennis oh, really tennis yeah I didn't know that yes. Jacob yeah. Rame was D three all right so that that's <laughs> just, got that on us yeah, that, I just ruined my theory and significance <laughs> of my argument but the point being the, these are all elite athletes well but but I get what you're saying because this is a complete stage from different from me playing yeah, and so, tennis right <laughs> no but but no but me no but still that is significant I mean you you were playing. Uh, you know, MIAC tennis. So that's that's a ACC small percentage. Is on a different level. No, but it's still a a, a yeah. level. So the point being is that these are elite athletes, and because they are elite athletes, they strive to stay that way. And yeah. we see the regimen that all these guys go through, the, the the sacrifices they make in terms of diet, in terms of lifestyle, in terms of whatever it is that to, to maintain at a high level. Because they know if they don't, there's another guy that's coming up that wants their job. Okay. All right, uh, we had a great conversation. We will pick it up on the other side of the break with Brandon Jennings, Wizards point guard, joining us here on Off the Bench. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Off the Bench, Kids. Joining us now is point guard Brandon Jennings of the Washington Wizards. Brandon, thank you very much for joining 
us. We really appreciate you taking some time out of the, your day. No problem. No problem. All good. It's raining here in Atlanta between game three and four. I know it was a rough one for you uh, yesterday. But one thing I noticed at a positive is the point guards, you know, between you and Wall, you know, at least there was some positive production there. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're trying to do what we can. Um, but the objective is to win, and we didn't. So, um, you know, definitely disappointed um, in the way we played as a team. Um, so, you know, definitely looking forward to game four and taking care of business. Brandon, you talked last night and said that those games happen. I mean, that's kind of how a playoff series goes. It can change game to game. Uh, wh why do you think, you know, it's the same teams. Why do you think it's that kind of, that's how these playoff series go? I mean, well, I mean, our first two games at home, I mean, we came out with a lot of energy. You know, we had our home crowd behind us and things like that. And, and you know, they also did too. So I'm sure they were happy to be home, um, you know, just happy to be in front of their home crowd where they're, where they're comfortable at. But, um, you know, games like that do happen sometimes in the playoffs when you're playing the same team over and over again. So, um, but, I mean, you know, we took their punch, you know, game three. So game four, you know, we just got to lock in defensively and I mean because we can get whatever we want offensively uh, I think defensively as a team and just talking I think we'll be okay and then as a, as a player and you you've been in the playoffs before you've I mean you're you're a veteran now do you do you like when these series go now deeper into the series when you get to game four game five you've seen these guys over and over you know there's there's the trash talking the the kind of the, the fun parts that we get to see but as a player on the court do you kind of does it get more fun now uh, honestly, um, I'd rather just get this serious over quick. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not in for the whole, like, you know, try to beat them in six, try to beat them in five or seven. Like, I want to just get it right out the way so we can move on. Um, but unfortunately, you know, it's not going to happen like that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, as the series progresses and it gets in it, and you know, the games get, uh, you know, deeper, um, it's going to be a lot of trash talk, you know, cause guys are competitive. Guys want to win. Um, and this is the playoffs, and we're all playing for one goal, and that's to win the championship. And in winning the championship, if you can win the next two games, you move on to play whoever between Chicago and Boston. How much are you watching those games, like advanced scouting in preparation for that, or is your sole focus just the Atlanta Hawks? Uh, well, I'm def well, I mean, I'm definitely watching games. Mm -hmm. um, I'm definitely watching a lot of games. Um, but preparation, though, I mean, my, my only focus is game at a time um like today you know we went through practice and uh, you know just prepare ourselves for game four so um you know yeah i'm not prepping for anything i'm just I, but i mean but i am watching i mean i am still a student and a, and a fan of the game of basketball okay so we're here for almost five days so there's a lot that goes that needs to get done um, off the court how do you find a jalen rose cut man for your barber how do you how do you find a barber? How did that go go down? Oh well, well my barber he's from Los Angeles, so I okay. flew him in. Oh, um, you flew okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I had got the fresh cut before the game uh, yesterday, um, but yeah, nah, I'm still. You like Jalen Rose's barber shop? I mean, it's just like you know, he had just a crispy cut, and it's just like, <laughs> yo, like who is who is this man's barber? Like, you know. <laughs> So, but you fly your guy in wherever yes. city you are. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, what always. you got to do. Oh, oh yeah, always. I I think a barber is like is like is like a man's like best friend because yeah. you know you know all, everybody wants the fresh cut. So a barber is like one of the most important 
poor yeah. things, you know. Shout out to my man Mike at Sharper Image, who's been cutting my 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 dad, all okay. my brother's okay. hair for for okay. a long time. Jeremy, how about you? I I got a new new guy for my uh a new, my, a new guy. my cut. Yeah, my barber shop closed where uh where oh, I used to go up. near my place, but I got a new one now. So what else are you doing in your downtime? Uh, I'm just relaxing. Um. I mean, you know, ATL, you know, they have a lot of great Southern food. So Favorite um, place to go eat? Nah, you uh, just eat. Nah, I just eat. Okay. You know, I, I, I just eat. Um, and Just eat, just chill out. And I mean, because we're here, we're here for business. Um, yeah. You know, we're, we're here to win. We're, we're winning. We're here to win basketball games. So, yeah. um, you know, that's where my, my focus is and that's where I'm locked in. And Brandon, I got a question for you. I don't, I, I know you kind of made headlines with the famous bucks and six tweets from way back in the day. <laughs> and now are you aware of how this has kind of taken off now? I mean, there's in Milwaukee, they're going crazy chanting this bucks and six. I just didn't know <laughs> if you still just hear about that. And I, I had to hear from you what you think about it now. Uh, I wish they were chanting that when we was playing Miami in <laughs> uh, that series back in the day and we got swept. Uh, but I mean, no, I mean, it's cool. I mean, I mean, I, I didn't think it would be that big as it is today. You know, the fact the fact that I said, you know, Bucks and Six. Um, but it's kind of cool. I mean, I mean, they do they really do have a chance mm -hmm. over there to win in six. Um, so you know, I can see where they're coming from with it. And and I mean, I mean, as a team like that, when your fans are chanting that after you you just lost Game Four, I mean, your confidence got to be high. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, because they already won in Toronto before before. So, um, you know, definitely a a, a confidence boost for them. I think. Cool. Okay. So yesterday you tweeted Kenny Anderson, legend, point God. I wanted to ask you this question. Kenny Anderson, definitely over Stephon Marbury. Yeah. Hands hand, down? Yeah, hands down. Kenny, if I had to pick my starting five for college basketball, Kenny Anderson would be my starting point guard. Wow. And even at Georgia Tech, I mean, that's two great point guards. We're here in the NBA, uh, NBA Georgia Tech Lounge. What do they call this place? Yeah, yeah NBA the, Players Lounge. Yeah, they NBA Players Lounge. Out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I loved I loved watch. I remember Kenny when he went to the Celtics. Uh, yeah, that, that was when I was a kid, and I watched him a lot being in Boston. And he, no one could step inside that three point line and knock down those eighteen footers like Kenny with that <laughs> lefty stroke. Yeah, Kenny had a great career uh, uh, up in uh, New Jersey too before he broke his hand. I think mm -hmm. he made the All Star game that year too. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was like one of my favorite point guards growing up. Uh, I actually had a, a cassette tape. This one we had cassette tapes for cassette everybody. Tapes. For all yeah, the youngins, yeah, for all yeah. the youngins out there that know nothing about that, uh, <laughs> we had cassette tapes, and and um, you know, I had got one actually from f from one of the video guy coordinators that was here. What? And, and uh, he gave it to me in the eighth grade. Uh, through a friend, yeah, through a friend, and ever since then, I always, I always wanted to pat my game after Kenny Anderson. Uh, there you go. The Washington Wizards practicing at Georgia Tech. Uh, that's Brandon Jennings gets to practice below the jersey of Kenny Anderson, hanging in the rafters. It's pretty exciting. Thank you for giving us some time. We really appreciate it. Good luck in Game Four. All right, thank you. All right, we'll Great. be back Thanks, with our Brandon. predictions for Game Four next. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Off the Bench. Brandon Jennings was great to come on with us after practice. Uh, so we'll f finish out the show talking about game four. We'll go back to one of my favorite segments I used to do as a producer of Wizards Magazine with Dave and Glenn. Three points. Three <laughs> points for the Washington Wizards to get a win in game four over the Atlanta Hawks. Dave, kick it off. Three, three, three points. And you used to have a 24-second clock going. And then the buzz. <laughs> but, but why that feature, which should have been award-winning, never lasted. J Jamoke 
Well, he could play Division it was nominated. Division One college tennis. He couldn't. <laughs> he couldn't operate a shot clock, and it would go off in the middle of the three points we make. The, the three points. Uh, it, it starts on defense, and I think specifically the perimeter. They cannot let uh, Dennis Schroeder uh, start to dictate things, and and we have the players with the athleticism and the defensive ability to disrupt his uh, his progress. Uh, the, the second point for for the Wizards is to have ball movement because this is a Hawks team that is very good defensively that'll load up on a side of a floor and if you and if you let them if, you, if the ball sticks if you're not moving the ball and then suddenly you're facing double teams and, and you're in a lot of trouble so uh, you know establishing that defensive identity is number one uh, the, the ball movement uh, is critical is number two and then I think uh, there, there needs to be uh, an X factor uh, and, I, and I mean X factor that, that that's an unknown that develops in this in this game for the Wizards, whether it's Bogdanovich gets his shot back, whether it's Brandon Jennings has another, we just had him on, off the bench, whether he has another good game. But but it it, it, it has to be more than just the Wall Beal mm-hmm. show, which which has been proven that that can get it done like it did in game two. But but who is going to be that other player? Is it Marquise Morris returns and stays on the floor and out of foul trouble and, and, and scores 20 points? So, you know, those are, those are my three points, the defensive, uh, strength and intensity, the ball movement, and, and then the question mark, the X factor. Somebody will and has to step up for success in game four. No buzzer. We move on to Zach. <laughs> I think defense is the first one. I, I like what Dave said about stopping Schroeder and letting him get into his zone and feeling like he's the best player on the court. Uh, I would say along with that defense, I think uh, stopping Millsap, he he was getting everything he wanted in game three. So limiting him, how Morris did in game one, and then how Gortat kind of helped at the end of game two, that that would help a lot. Uh, number two is turnovers. The Wizards, I mean, it goes with, with ball movement, not to copy Dave, but uh, the Hawks were able to take care of the ball a lot better in game three, which led to these better shots, better opportunities, while the Wizards struggled – uh, they were going in situations where that they were bound to turn it over, two on threes, uh, going in the lane against long defenders. Uh, so really just taking care of the ball, making the most of possessions. And then third, although, although I do like the X factor, I'm going to pick a specific X factor. I think Kelly Oubre needs to guard Dennis Schroeder for about five to ten minutes throughout the game and also continue to take his shots that he was making in the fourth quarter I mean, we've talked about Kelly so much, but he's had a few down games, but he was big in game one, and I think he, he makes a return in game four. Yeah, and Kelly, you know, it was sort of garbage time, but maybe seeing a few of those threes go in will help him with his confidence. But, Jamoke, aren't we – isn't this nine points now? <laughs> <laughs> We're going around – going around, everyone has three, if my math is right. Three, three, three. We'll give Jeremy four. We'll give Jeremy four. Um, but no, I, I mean, I'll just keep it pretty simple. They need to make shots. They, they miss shots that they, we've seen them make all year. I mean, who, no matter who it is, if it's Bradley Beal, who's, you know, probably their best shot maker on this team, he just hasn't, he hasn't made shots like we've seen him do all season. I mean, he was a 40% three point shooter. I think he's six for 28, something around there in the series from three you know, way below his average. And that's, it's nothing more than, I mean, he looks good. He's getting good looks. They are taking some things away from him, but um, I think just, just making shots is that's, that starts it. And, you know, you see shots go down. It kind of helps everything else. Confidence grows. Your defense 
you know, your defense is there. So I think just making shots, that's my biggest key. Do you want me to continue with yes, more? Yes, more? you have to have two more points. <laughs> two more two more keys. I come out hungrier. Um, that's sort of been the message, and that was what Atlanta did for game three. But come out, be the be the desperate team. Look like look like how they came out in game one when the series started and mm-hmm. you know they took it right to them right away so come out those first four four minutes five minutes of the game come out and jump on atlanta and i'll finish with the physicality uh, i don't know how much we've spoken about that all series Not, long yeah. but there's been a lot there of been many there's been a lot of yeah. chatter you know Not back much. and forth about <laughs> physicality <laughs> that you know all the wrestling the mma stuff i i don't i try not to get too buried in all that all that big headlines guys yeah but um but you know that's sort of with the with point two of being the more desperate team not physically punch them but come out and throw the first punch and 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 uh you know be the more physical team get get the loose balls get some offensive rebounds the hustles the hustle stuff and you know and and be the the more the team that's the aggressor and that's that's probably my my final point now that we've gotten nine in we've got nine in i'll make it an even 10 mine is for number three bradley beal i'd like to see him get going they had such a great uh series game one and two uh for for bradley beal and john wall but i just would like to see bradley beal get it going again i know we had a tough time in game three hopefully game four he'll get it going all right that's like the sun's coming out so i think it's time to go it's time to go wait 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 one one last thing before we leave dave can we get one it's there for the (laughs) podcast (laughs) it's there yeah (laughs) it's there it's there it's there and that ends off the bench. We want to thank Brandon Jennings for joining us, and Dave Johnson, who is celebrating one of the my uh, my favorite guy here. We have so much history, uh, and it does mean a lot that we're still working together. He still accepts me as somebody he's willing to let into his inner circle. That means, <laughs> <laughs> that means a lot to me. At least Jamoke okay, thinks that. I do, I do. <laughs> occasionally, occasionally, I've gotten a couple of shout-outs on the radio when I'm listening on my phone in the car on the radio and you should and everyone should should. (laughs) all right so don't forget to listen to the washington wizards take on the atlanta hawks in game three dave johnson any more plugs uh we're available on the washington wizards app also the nba app the wizards app is free within 75 miles on sirius xm internet or app channel 909 and also tune in premium so many options and with the advancement of bluetooth audio it shows that radio may be the oldest medium but we're the most adaptable to this modern future that your younger generation is creating and we're right there with you and we're right there on twitter at dave j sports at gc talks it's hashtag radio party because as we know if it doesn't happen on twitter it really didn't happen that's why dave johnson is the king the king in our washington dc washington wizard circle ciao for now everybody 